Today's daf is daf Lamed Hey. We're five lines down from the top of Lamed Hey Amud Aleph. Ulav Yochum and Baroka. But let's just catch up, review a little bit, uh, because we're right smack in the middle of the sugya. <coughs> we started off with yesterday's daf. The Gemara was looking for the source that how did the Mishnah know that a mitzvah say Shazman Gromo that Noshim are peturos. How do we know women a mitzvah peturos? The Gemara said that the source is tefillin. That tefillin, which is a mitzvah say Shazman Gromo, according to this opinion anyway, because let's say you don't wear on Shabbos and you don't wear on Yontif, it's time bound. And women are potter from tefillin, so that becomes the binyan of to all mitzvah say Shazman Gromo that Noshim are peturos. So the Gemara had asked the Kasha, the Gemara said from Simcha that learn out first. Let's step just to, I'm jump to skip. Step. Let, instead of learning out that Mr. Seishasman Gromo, that women are potter from Tefillin, let's learn out from Simcha, which is also a Mitzvah Seishasman Gromo, and learn out to the Chiyuv. But the says Simcha could be according to Abaya. He said that's not a Chiyuv on the Isha. Fine. The says fine. Let's not learn out from Simcha. Let's learn out from Hakel. Hakel, which is a mitzvah seishazman gromo, noshim are chayavos. So then, let's say instead of saying all mitzvah seishazman gromo noshim are chayavos, let's say noshim noshim are peturos from tefillin. Let's learn out from Hakel mitzvah seishazman gromo noshim are chayavos. Mora says because you have matzah and Hakel. matzah and Hakel are snake suvin aboyin keechad, and the rule is that when you have two. Sukkim of the Torah seemingly saying, teaching the same halacha that is exclusionary and it doesn't become a binyan of. And therefore we learn out from tefillin, we don't learn out from matzah and hakel. The Gemara asked a question that, uh, uh, that only works according to the opinion that says, that we left off with a difficulty. What about the opinion of the whole mitzvah that says Shazman Grama? That you do learn out from your Kudlam Alam. Didn't the that didn't get back to that? Okay. So the Gemara says like this. All right. So then the Gemara said, asked the following question. Um, what about that, that mitzvah say Shalohazman Grama, that Nashimachayavos? All right. Where where do you learn that from? So that was taking care of mitzvahs. I say shazman grama that noshim are peturos. We're learning out from tefillin, and uh, we don't learn out from uh, the two that the other uh, two that would be chayav, which we said would be uh, uh, matzah and hak and and uh, and hakel, because those are snakes of rabbi and keachot. So we said, what about the flip side, the other part of the Mishnah that said if it's mitzvah say shaloazman grama the nashim achayavos? So where do we learn it out from? So Gemara says you learn it out from mora. Mora is fear that the woman have to fear because you have uh, a woman has an obligation to uh, to. Uh, if it's uh, uh, that they have an obligation to fear, uh, to show respect to their, uh, their parent, so we may learn out from Mora. So Ma Mora Noshim Chayav is all mitzvahs Shilasman Gram Noshim. So then the Gemara asked the questions where so when it says instead of learning out from Mora, why not learn out from Talmud Torah? Talmud Torah is not time bound, and what's the din by Talmud Torah? Noshim are peturos. So instead of learning out from Mora, let's learn out from Talmud Torah. So Moses says, no, because Talmud Torah, there's a second mitzvah that makes it shnei k'suvin b'an ka'echa. What is it? Piri of Arivia. 
that Pruravu women are peturos, so it's also not time bound. So since Talmud Torah and Pruravu that's exclusion, we don't learn out from there. So you're learning out from Mora, not those two. So Mora says, well, what about Rabbi Yochanan and Baroka? Because he learns that Pruravu, Noshim are Chayavos, Vayivarech Osam, he learns that HaKadosh Baruch was telling that there's an obligation on both Adam and Chava, Tzumayla both are Chayav. So Mora says, Pidyan Aben. That Pidyan Aben and Talmud Torah, Shneiks Tzubin Abayim Ke'echad, Therefore, but you can learn out from Mora, and Mora teaches that if it's a mitzvah to say, Shalazman Grama, that what? That Nashim are Chayavos. Okay, that's where we were up to, we left off yesterday. So Mora says like this. So Rabbi Yochanan and Baroka, Nehi, it says, Nami, Nehi, Nehavit Perivarivya, Umora, Shneiks Tzubin Abayim Ke'echad, Ein Malamdin. Since according to him, Puravu, women are chayiv. So it's a mitzvah zaseh, shaloaz man grom, women are chayiv. And mora, women are chayiv. So now let those two become snakes of an abayim ke'echad. And if those are snakes of an ke'echad, what problem does that create? Now you have no more binyanav to teach me what? Lois man grammar. That is chayv of all other mitzvahs. Maybe only those two, because it's a, those two are should be snakes of an abayim, kundra b'yochem baroka. Sigmar says trichi. What Sigmar is going to create a trichuso is that you needed to write it um, by both puravu and by uh, mora. You had to write that women are chayavos because one would not have been able to have learned could not be learned from the other. Let's see. The ikos of rachmona mora. The Torah would have written it only by mora. The ikos of puravrivia. I never wrote vayvarach osam. According to Rabbi Yochan Baruch, it comes with the word osam. If you wouldn't have learned that, you would have said no. I would have said that maybe taka. Yes, they're chayv in mora, but they're not chayv in puravu. You would have learned like the chachamim shita, since it says by puravu ukavshua. It talks about conquest when it talks about about the mitzvah of procreation. I would have said just as women aren't chayv in conquest, there I would. Learned like the Chachamim. So I had to write the special drosh of Ayvarach Osam to teach me that women are Chayav in Puravu. Because Hava Amina, Vichivshua, Amarachmona, that Hashem Sedavka, those who are obligated, Isha Darka Lichbash, the man who's obligating conquest in, he's Chayav in Puravu. But Isha, Eidarka Lichbash, Lai. That's why Rabbi Yochum Eroka had to learn. It says by Ayvarach Osam that there is a special Chayav on the women at Puravu. You would not have been able to learn that from Mora. I, the Ikaz of Rachmona, if I would have written Puri of Arivya, only by Puravu, I would have said that men and women are chayiv. A lot cause of mora, and I would not have written the special drosha. Where do we have the special drosha by mora? It says tirau, right in the plural at the end of the pasuk to tell you both men and women. I would have said maybe the mitzvah of, of, of mora only goes on the man, not on the woman, because a large chunk of a woman's life. She's not in the position that she can do mora to her parents because she has to be taken care of and, and her husband. So, I would have said, since that uh, a large chunk of woman's life, there is no din of mora on the parent. Maybe they were all together women in general are peturos from mora. Sahaba, mina ish, desipeg, is the man who has within his ability to to honor and, and fear his parents in. They have that mitzvah. But ish, the ain't civic but she does not have the capacity. She's in the jurisdiction of her husband for a large part of her life. So then, she's not obligated. And since since she's not able to do when she's married, so let this chayv call. Maybe there will be an exemption even when she's not married as well. Therefore, you have to write tiro'u. So therefore, you have to write both the drosha by puravu, and you have to write the drosha by. 
Moro, and it, therefore it's not considered snake suvin or buying keechad ein melamdin. It could still be a binyan. It doesn't have to be ein melamdin. It could still be melamdin, even according to Rabbi Yochanan and Baroka. So basically, therefore, that could be then the binyan have to teach me that all mitzvahs say shalosman grama nashim are chayavos. Okay, now the Gemara now goes back to. Um, Rabbi Yochum Baroka, that we said before, we said according to him that we had a question. <laughs> uh, says, you, you, we said, don't learn out Talmud Torah. Why don't learn out from Talmud Torah? That mitzvah say, Shalohazman Gromo, Nashima Peturos. Right? We said, why don't learn out from Talmud Torah? Instead of learning out from Mora, that woman of Chayavos, why not learn it out from Talmud Torah? So he said, because Talmud Torah you can't learn out from, because there's two psukim. It's either Talmud Torah and Puravu, uh, or according to Yavon Baroka, if you take out Puravu, it's Pidyan Ben. So it's snakes of an Abayin Kechot, Ein Malamdin. Now the Gemara goes back to the question we had left off also yesterday we didn't answer. Ha Nichelamand Amr snakes of an Abayin Kechot, Ein Malamdin. That only works, that teretz only works according to the opinion that says, but what according to the Tanoim who hold that even if it's two psukim, the Torah sometimes writes it by extra psukim. You can't learn out snakes of a bankechat ain't melamdin. Even if it's written in two psukim, it's melamdin. My ikalamemer, you're back to our question. Why is Mora become the prototype to teach mitzvah? Let's learn out from Talmud Torah and Pidyan Aben, or it's Talmud Torah and according to the other sheets of Puravu. Why don't we say over there? That it from there you can learn out. What about the sheet to hold Melamdin? So Mora says like this I'm a rubber. So Rava answered Pupinoi. The person that the Talmud, the Talmud came from, from Papuna, Yadai Lai Latim Dahai Mil. So they have an explanation to this thing. They have a terrace to this Kasha that'll answer on both sides. Misa says Shazman Grama, why Noshima Peturos? And you don't have the Kasha according to the opinion that it's it's a binyan of it's two. And also the Kasha. We're now on Mitzvah Seisha Lohazman Gromo. What about according to the opinion that Shnei Suvina Ba'in Ke'echad that we still say Malamdin? So he says like this because there's a Beferush Hekesh in the Torah. Amar Kro. That we still say Ein Malamdin. That even if you have Shnei Suvina Ba'in Ke'echad, you would still be Malamdin. That was the Kasha. According to that opinion, then how do we know? We had we had the Kasha. We left of yesterday's Kasha and we have today's Kasha. So Amar Kro says because the Pasuk says like this: a Beferush Pasuk. It says, It says in Sefer Shmois that you should have the tefillin as a sign on your hand or as a remembrance between your eyes. And the end of the passage says, That the Torah of Hashem should always be found in your mouth. So what are we comparing? The Pesach is making, is juxtaposing, make a specific hackage between what two concepts? Between, between Tfilin and Torah. So Hukshu Kola Torah Kula, or the entire Torah is being compared to Tfilin. Now Ma Tfilin, Tfilin, which is a Mitzvah Haseh, Shazman Gromo, 
and Noshim are peturos like we exist. So therefore, you define the entire Torah by Tfilin. So, Av Kol Mitzvah Shazman Grama, Noshim Peturos. I mean, the Torah went out of its way to say, this is the Limud you should use. Learn out mitzvahs from Tfilin. So once you know Tfilin, which we already explained yesterday from Krishna, you know that Tfilin is Mitzvah Saseh, that, that, that Tfilin is Mitzvah Saseh, Shazman Grama, and Noshim are Peturos. So all mitzvahs follow from, based on this Hekish, all mitzvahs follow that, that lead. Now, since you need to go out of the way to tell mitzvahs haseish asman groma noshim ar peturos, so you can, the inverse is going to be true as well. It's a mitzvahs haseish shaloh asman groma, <laughs> then noshim are going to be chayovos. Or mitzvahs haseish asman groma noshim ar peturos, memeila michlal, and we can infer the mitzvahs haseish shaloh asman groma noshim ar chayovos. So basically, Papa Noy, who is this Rav Achabar Yaakov, he was teaching us, he's teaching us the following, that this is, remember, this is only, you only need this drosha if you hold that you say, Shnei Sivan Abayin Ke'echad Melamdin. If you hold Shnei Sivan Abayin Ke'echad Ein Melamdin, you don't have to come on to this drosha. But according to the Shnebinyan that, that we were stuck, so we have this special drosha that teaches us to find the, the mit, all mitzvahs are compared to tefillin, and therefore just as tefillin, if it's misasei shazman grom and ashma peturos, so all misasei shazman grom and peturos. And if you need a special limo telling you for misasei shazman grom and ashma peturos, it teaches if it's misasei shaloh shazman grom and will be chayyavos. Says the Gemara, that's wonderful. The only problem is you're going to be stuck <laughs> over here. Alright, why? Because Hanikalamanda Amart Philin Misasman Gromo. We mentioned Masakh's Aravin that not that, that not everybody holds that Tfilin is considered to be a mitzvah say Shazman Groma. So the limit you just were made works according to that opinion because you're learning all Kalatara Kula to Tfilin, Matfilin, Mitzvah say Shazman Groma, Lashbaturus. But what if you hold Tfilin as a mitzvah say Shalom Hazman Groma? Someone says like this, Lechaira Anich Lamanda Amar Tfilin, Mitzvah say Shazman Groma. Elamanda Amar Tfilin, Mitzvah say Shalom Hazman Groma. My Ikal Amemar, what are you going to do? They obviously don't hold of this drush. So then hold this drosha, we're back to square one. How are you going to learn? If you hold that snakes of in a banki echad malamdin, then how do you know that you that that what's your source to learn out from Mora that Mitzvah say Shalazman Grama Noshim are Chayavos? Learn out from the other two cases that it's Noshma Peturos, so therefore you're still stuck. So Mora says like this, not a problem, because let's look at the opinions. Man Shamit Leda Amar Tfilin Mitzasman Groma. Who is the Tana? The Taka holds that Tfilin is not considered a Mitzvasman Groma, but rather it's Mitzvasman Groma. It's Rav Meir. But Sabrallah, but he also holds that Shnake Subinabain Ke'echad, the Khoshnake Subinabain Ke'echad Ain Milamdin. He also holds of the opinion that holds if you have two Psukim teaching out the same thing, and it's not a Tsrichasa, you say Ain Melamdin. So, Memela, we only had to come onto the drosha that Kalatara Kula's Hukash Litvillin, according to the opinions, because we got stuck with a whole snake seven iron bind keechad Melamdin. But since Rav Meir holds a Melamdin, he doesn't need that drosha to be learned out from Tvillin. Not a problem. So, what is that only helps you for Rav Meir? What about Yehuda? 
Oh, what about Rabbi Yehuda? He holds snakes of an abayin ke'echad malamdin. And he holds that tefillin is mitzvah sashay. Shalom hazman gromo. My ikka lemeymar. What are you going to say? So now the one is going to say like this, that even those opinion that hold that you have two psukim teaching us the same thing and they're not both necessary you could still say make a binyan off from it you can still make a binyan off you can still use it we don't say ain melam you say melamdin they only agree if you have two psukim that way but if you have three psukim that way then they will agree that when it's slosh psukim it's ain melamdin and he says that it's not a problem vishum dahave matzo simcha and hakel are all three of those are shloshuk suvin abayin ke'echad. And in those three cases, that what's the din in those three cases? Those are specifically noshim ochayovos. Even though they're mitzvah say shazman groma, but there's three exceptions where we say noshim are chayovos. And therefore, in those three cases, it becomes shloshuk suvin abayin ke'echad. Ain melamdin, and therefore they're not your prototype. Is you don't learn out from this. Where do you learn out from? You'll learn out from other. Uh, take a look at Tosfos over here as well. But nevertheless, but it's not a problem because we have three psukim, and therefore three psukim we say ain malamdin. Over here also the kash we asked on of Yochan Baroka. You'll also figure out how you have three psukim in that case as well. Also, this was the majority person who simcha. The woman is chayavin. That's exactly what uh, Tosfos says. It cannot be going. I mean, about, Rashi says because Abaya had learned simcha noshim taka. It's a chiv on the husband, not on the chiv on the. But it tells us it's not going like that opinion. All right, gentlemen, let's go weiter. So we go now to the next part of the mission. The next part of the mission is said like this: We're dealing with low sasays. Oh. What do we say that when it comes to low sasays, there's no difference whether it's mitzah, it's man grama, or enas man grama. Then in all cases, women are chayiv by all low sasays. <coughs> so chom is low sasay. How do we know that it's echad noshim ve'echad anoshim chayovin? So minanamili sam Rabbi Yehuda Merav. He says as follows: This is the chayin tanu to beit Rabbi Shmuel. Was taught in the basement of Rabbi Shmuel. Amar Kro. Then the parasha is talking about a person that steals and swears falsely and then comes back and admits. So it talks about that he has to bring a korban chatas for kapara, for on, upon, uh, for his oath that he, that he swore. So it says over there, the Pazit says, Isha, Isha, Kiyasu Mikol Chatos Adam, that any man or woman that do any one of the sins that apply to man, so it says that they have the, 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 they have to go through this process, they have to go kapara, they have to atonement. So you see that when it comes to sinning, which is the low sauce says, Hishva Kosov Ishla Isha Lachal Anshim Shvatira. That for all punishments, from here we learn out the prototype that when it comes to punishments, which is Mitzvah's low say, right? Asay is not punishment, right? But Bitla say you've done something you haven't done with you have. It's not a punishment, but the low says when they involve punishment that men and women are equated for all Averos in the Torah. Says that, that that's one drush. We have three drushes over here that compare men and women. The second case is the Beir of Elazatana, Amar Kro. This is talking about in the beginning of Mishpatim, which deals with all of the laws of torts and all the laws of financials and th- those dinim. So it says, Apostle, it says, Ish Elah Mishpatim Asher Tasim Lifnehem. Lifnehem is plural. Why does the Torah say Asher Tasim Lifnehem? 
to tell you the that men and women are equated in all of the laws, all of the financial laws in the Torah, men and women, women have the same <laughs> obligations as men do. That's the second case where we find men and women equated. What's that? No, no, that's a separate. All dine mominus. All dine mominus, they're equal. That's the thing. Now, and the, the third rush in the Torah, the Bechizkiyatana, we learn the Pazak says that if a person has an ox that is a goring ox and it kills, it says it, it, it gores and kills, the Hamis Isha Isha, that says you have to stone the ox, the ox gets stoned. And the owner is put to death. Now, it doesn't mean the owner is put to death. It means the owner has to pay a ransom for the death. He has to pay a kofer for his, uh, for his uh, ox having killed either a man or a woman. Fourth What's that? There's a third time. Heshva kos of Isha le'ish l'chol miso shabbatot. What? So therefore, this is the third rush over here that we learn that the man and woman are... Uh, equated that for the laws of uh, paying this ransom for the soul of the person that was killed, that also applies to both men and women. So Gemara says tricha. We actually need to have all three, all three areas. There's a novelty in to each one that could not have been derived from the other one that men and women are equated. Okay, <coughs> let's see. If you only told me the law, the, the case where we're bringing a kapora for the averos that were done, I would have said mishum kapora because it's coming in as atonement. And if a chas Allah, Hakadosh Baruch has mercy on the women to have the same type of atonement as as the men do because they it's to atone to help them. Aval dinim, but financial laws, ema ish devar maton. You might think since a man who primarily is involved in business and in the financial matters, so maybe the laws of the finances specifically apply to a man and not a woman. So therefore ish devar maton, the man's involved in business in, to him applies the laws of, 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 of the financial laws. But Isha, who's not involved generally in any financial dealings, or in, in primarily, she's not involved in financial dealings, so low, so therefore those dealings would not apply to her. And if you only taught me <laughs> by the laws <laughs> of Dine Mominus that men and women are equal, I would say Mishum Dichiyusahi. Because a woman also has her livelihood. A woman still has to go and buy a loaf of bread. A woman still has some financial dealings that she has to deal with. And she has to own things and nobody can come and take them away from her. So there is, even though it's, it's, it's not primary dealing in dealings, but there is a limited amount that we want to give her some boundaries and some protection. Otherwise, a guy could just go over her and steal her stuff. If they were not involved and 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 and, and, and under the uh, jurisdiction of the financial rules, because it 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 it, it, it a person's sustenance and livelihood is dependent on these financial laws. About kofer, however, the din that you have to pay kofer, that you have to pay the atonement for kofer, kofer. That was written that what it says when a man's ox kill, uh, uh, kills somebody, then maybe that's not necessarily that would not that maybe it's not needed 
for the uh, for the sustenance of the livelihood of the woman. So Ama, I would say that ish only a man you have to pay co for a little not PC over here. Devar mitzvahs because he has all of the extra mitzvahs on him that a woman doesn't. So maybe then you have to pay for the atonement of that soul in. But isha that's not chayavus in mitzvahs like a man. Lo, maybe there's no chiyuv to pay on the kapora on her soul. So therefore you need to write over there. No, both men and women are equal for paying for the kapora. Biyashmin and ha, and even if you wrote only the case of kofer, if you would have written only the case of kofer, that you have to pay for the soul of the man and the soul of the woman. Bishum the ika ibn neshama, because there's a loss of life, made by loss of life, loss of living by man or woman, it's still a terrible tragedy. So they have a chaz rachman Allah, Kodesh Boruch has rachmanes to tell you that they equate a woman to a man for those dinim. But the first two, maybe a malo, maybe a woman would not be equated to a man in those cases. In all three of these areas, men are, women are equated to men by the laws of the Onshim, the Averos, Losases, by the laws of Dine Mominus, and by the laws of Kofor, paying the atonement for the soul of the person who was killed by the ox. Okay, let's go on in the Mishnah. <coughs> the Mishnah had stated that um, even though women are chayv in all losa says in the Torah, there are three exemptions. Three cases where it's a losa say women are not obligated. One is if she is a daughter of a Kohen, so she has on her the status of a Kohenes, but she is not limited from coming in contact with uh, Mesim. There's no dinner of Baal Mesim, number one. Number two, Baal Takiv, the laws of cutting off the corners of one's head, the payas, equating the front of the ear to the back of the ear, just cutting straight. There's no violation on a woman to have such a haircut. And the third one is destroying the corners of one's beard. Baltashchis Paz Kanecho. Is that there's five spots on the jawbone of a uh, person that you're not allowed to take a razor to him. And those dinim are not applicable to the Isha either. So Gemara wants to know what the sources are for this. Bishlam about the Tamil says, I understand. The first of the three that a woman is not in violation of coming to contact with a dead body, even if she's a Bas Kohen, Tirsiv Emoral Kohanim, Bene Aron, that's a posting in Parsh Emma says, La Nefesh La Yitamabamov, they're not allowed to come into contact with dead bodies, but it says Bene Aron, which means Bene Aron Velibinais Aron, only the sons, not the daughters. So that's Beferish. I understand women are not obligated in Baal Tamil but how does the Mishnah to know to exclude women from cutting the corners of their beard of their of their head, which is napeus? That's where the word comes from. And 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 How do women exempt? The Gemara brings down two sources. Could be alright. The Gemara says that the pasuk says lo takifu. We learn the Torah juxtaposes the cutting of the of the corners of one's head to the cutting of the destroying the corners of one's beard. So from there we learn that anybody that is in the parsha of cutting off the corners of destroying the corners of one's beard, is also in the parsha of cutting off the corners of one's head. Bahani Noshi and women 
Since they are not in, in, in the parsha, they're not in, in, in violation of cutting off the corners of their beard, so therefore they're also not in violation for cutting off the corners of one's head. How do we know that women are not in the parsha of cutting off, destroying the corners of the beard? So there's two here, there's the two shots. Some say svaro. It's logical because like is because generally women do not have facial hair. Vibai's and some say it's based on a posuk. What's the posuk that it's based on? The amakra. The posuk says like this. Take a look at the at the at the switch in lotion. It says Don't cut the corners of your head. That's in the plural. Not cut the corners of your head. And then it says, And don't cut the corners of your, don't destroy, don't destroy the corners of your beard. Why is it switch from a Lushan Rabim of the corners of your head to the Yochid, which is the corners of your beard? Since the Torah switches its Lushan, Right? Because the Imkain, because otherwise it should have written the In both cases it should be a Loshan Rabim. My Zikanecha, why by the beard does it switch to the singular? To teach you Zikanecha of Eloizgan Ishtecho. It's only your beard that is a prohibit, pro, prohibit, prohibition on, on Tashchis Pe'az Zikanecha and not on the facial hair of your wife if she happens to have. So therefore, there's two so there's two pshatim over here. How do we know that the woman is not obligated in cutting the corner of her head? Because we said that since the Torah juxtaposes the corner of the head to the corner of the beard, and corner of the beard, women are peturos. Why are they peturos? Either because it's a svara, or because there's a shinoi in the lotion by zekanecha, not in the zekanchem, to tell me that uh, only a man uh, is obligated to corner the beard, not a woman. But once you know and establish that by the beard, then the hekesh that compares it to corners of the head, then it also applies to the man and not the woman. I, why is it saying the lotion rob him then? Must be for a different reason, but not to include women. All right. Says the Gemara like this. So this, but that, this wasn't a brisa. We were just giving an act. The Gemara was giving its own reasoning to try and explain how the Mishnah knows in all three cases women are exempt. Asks the Gemara, but I have a brisa that seems to contradict our Mishnah. The brisa says like this: "Vilai, women are not in violation of cutting the corners of their beard." Vatanya, we learned in a brisa, zikan isha the hasaris that if. A woman would have facial hair, or even a saris. Saris is someone that has had some type of uh, mutilation to his reproductive organs, and he's not now able to mature, having the the the, the, the secondary uh, uh, characteristics that a mature adult would have. But let's say anyway, somehow there was a uh, facial hair that sprouted. In both cases, if they sprouted facial hair, they have all the halachas the of a beard. So what does it say? One of the cases is an isha. So how do you tell me women are potter? 
from Baal Tashkis per Azekanecha. What are you going to do with this Bryce? The Bryce says, woman has facial hair, has halachas of a beard. So the Chora, what is that going on? If not my love, is it not referring to the Hashchosa, that she's not allowed to destroy the corners of her beard, shave off the corners of her beard. So the Chora, we're having a question. This Bryce seems to contradict our Mishnah. So Amr Abayu. So Abaya says like this, that whatever the Bryce is referring to, that a woman that gets a facial hair that has a beard, does not have the, that has all the, that has the halachas of a beard, he says, it might be talking about something else. He cannot be talking about the laws of Hashchosa. How do I not copy the laws of Hashchosa? He says, I'm a Hashchosa, Matis Amar. It cannot be referring to the laws of cutting the corners, destroying the corners of one's beard. How do I know that? Because Abaya says he has a, he has a drosha. Now, Taizos has the kasha. Why does Abai have to bring another drosha? What was wrong with the two reasons that we gave, we just gave before? So, Taizos says is that those two reasons were given by the Gemara, not knowing that there was a Bryce that seems to contradict it. Now that you have a Bryce that seems to contradict it, you need to have a much stronger drosha that you can say that the Bryce is limited to something else and not referring to the corners of the beard. What is the drosha? So we know that the din of cutting off the one's beard, the corners of one's beard, is mentioned actually in two different scenarios. One speaks to the hall of Klal Yisrael, and one speaks specifically to the Kahanim. There are changes in the wording a little bit, and, uh, and, but nevertheless, but there is this thing of not allowed to cut the corners of your beard, destroy the corners of the beard. It's written in both cases, use the word pa'azekanecha, pa'azekanecha, and from there we make a linkage. And says Abaya, that linkage, that's Gzeirah Shava, being pa'azekanecha, pa'azekanecha, is going to teach us that for sure, women are exempt in the din of cutting the corners of one's beard. And since they're exempt in the din of cutting the corners of one's beard, that must make the bryce that says, uh, halachically, a woman that has facial hair, that beard is considered a beard, cannot be referring to the din of cutting facial hair. It must be referring to something, something different. So let's see. He says, the yolif says the Gemara like this, at the way, he says, Abai, how do I know it cannot be referring to Hashchot Salamat Amar, that cannot be going on Hashchot Salazakan? He says, the Yolif, because we have Xerah Shavu. It says, concerning the rest of Klai Yisrael, it says, Pa'as, it used the word Los Tashkis, as Pa'as Zekonecho, and it says the word Pa'as, concerning the Kohanim specifically, U Pa'as Zekonom Lo Yigalechu, so therefore, and now, therefore what? So you know there's a, there's a the din of the beard of a, of a, of a, of a Bas Yisro, of, of a Yisro, is, is, is learned out similar to the din of a, uh, the din of a Kohen that has a beard. But, that Pasuk of what's written that says that uh, the din of the Kohen not allowing to shave the corner of his beard is written in the beginning of Parshas Emor. Now remember, the way Parshas Emor starts, Daber el Aron, Daber el Bnei Aron, it says Bnei Aaron. So in there, there's actually five halachas that are written to the Kohanim. Let's speak to the Kohanim. The first one is they're not allowed to be matam alamesim. Nefesh ba'amav lo yitamah. They're not allowed to be coming. One of the halachas are there. They're not allowed to cut the corners of the beard. So Abayah, we're going to see how he knows this, but he says that drasha of Bnei Aaron, v'lob nos Aaron, that applies only to the men, not the women, is not only going on the case of Tumah, but it's going on the other mitzvahs that are written 
in the parsha as well. And one of the other mitzvahs that are written in there is shaving the corners of their beard. So since I know by the Kohanim it says Bnei Aaron Levinos Aaron, it only apply it only applies to the men and not the women. And we have Xavier Shavu to the rest of Klal Yisrael because it says Pa'a Pa'a. So I know for sure what de- definitively that what that there is no obli- there is no violation for women to cut the corners of a beard. And therefore, when the price says that a beard of a woman has got halachic got a din of a beard, it cannot be referring to what din the din of Ashkasa cannot be referring to. That's what Abai is about to say. So one says like this. So therefore, one second. So one says like this. One second. Obviously, Abaya, who's telling me this Zereshava, he must have learned that when it says in the Pasuk in Emor, Bnei Aaron, it's only, it cannot be referring to only the case of Tumor. What must it be referring to? Okay. All cases. So, if we hold, like Abaya wants to say, when it says in the Pasuk in Emor, Bnei Aaron, Akula in Yonaksiv, it's going on all the things in the Pasuk, so then, why do I need the Zereshava? Why do I need Pa'as Pa'as? Wouldn't it be a kalvachomer if the if if kahanim have more mitzvahs and still the women are exempt from cutting the corners of their beard? So Yisraelim that have less mitzvahs, so then for sure the women should not have it. So why would I need that Zerushad? And what it says, if, the, if, like you're saying, that Bnei Aaron is going on all the cases, and therefore, that only the men are obligated in shaving by the Kohanim, not the women, why do you have to make Zerushad to Yisraelim? We just, we, just, we just don't need, why we need Zerushad? So when it says like this, It's going on all of the things in the, in the Pasuk. Or not just the sh- just not just tumba, but even shaving and other things there too. So nishta kramine, you don't let's not let's not make the don't let's not use the words pa'as pa'as. But taste the kava chomer, and you should be able to derive it with a kava chomer. Vahana mina, I would say umakohanim shiriba bahem hakasa mitzvahs yaseiros that the Torah has extra mitzvahs in it. Bnei Aaron velobnos Aaron. Then it applies to bnei Aaron. And not the women. So Yisrael, so Yisrael, for sure that would be the din. So therefore, what the Gemara wants to know, the Gemara is basically saying is, that if in fact the Bnei Aaron is going on everything in the Pasuk, why would you need the Gzairah Shavu? So Gemara says, no. The Gemara says, Faket. That's really what Abayah's drosha. Let me explain this outside and see inside. Abayah is saying like this. If it wasn't for the Gzairah Shavu, Pa'as, Pa'as, how would I know that Dabrel Bnei Aaron is going on all the things in the Pasuk? Maybe Dabrel Bnei Aaron is only going on Tumas Meis. The fact that Torah has to make Exerushav and say there's something being learned out from this Pasuk to regular Yisraelim, that teaches us that Dabrel Bnei Aaron must have been going on other things as well. Because otherwise, what's the purpose of Exerushav? The Exerushav itself teaches us that Dabrel Bnei Aaron is not only going on Tumas Meis, but it is also going on the din of the, uh, the Hashchaz Zakein as well. That's, that's exactly why. And therefore, now, once I know Bnei Aaron is going on everything, then I can link together. Otherwise, without the Exerushav, maybe Bnei Aaron is only going on Tumas 
Tumas Meis, and I would not know that the women, that even that Kahanos are, are potter from Ashkasa, I wouldn't know Bnei Yisrael, the women are potter Ashkasa, that's why you need the Xerus Shova. So Moses says like this, He loves Xerus Shova, says Abai, if enough of the Xerus Shova, Hava, I mean, I would have said, Hivse Kainian, that when it says that Abdabu Bnei Akahan and Bnei Aaron, Lo Yitama, stop, that's it, it's Bnei Aaron, Bnei Aaron, it's not going on anything else in the Pasuk. So therefore, that's why the Xerus Shova is needed to tell me that it's going on everything. Says the Gemara, one second. You're telling me otherwise, why do I need the Xerish Shava? I'll tell you why I need the Xerish Shava. I can tell you the Xerish Shava is coming for, yes, it does come to link Bnei Aaron and, and, and the Bnei Akahanim for certain halochas, but it's maybe for those halochas and not to teach me the exemption of Ashkasa by, by women. Maybe it's coming for another halacha. What else is coming to teach me? So it's very interesting is that the terminology that's used by shaving by the Kohanim is different than the terminology that's used by Yisraelim. And when you put the two together, it teaches us only with specific implements is there a violation, right? Because then I people shave today. So therefore, because there's certain, it's only with certain implements, <coughs> is there a violation? So says the Gemara, is that, and that's what the Xerah Shava comes to teach me. So let's see it inside. Hashdenami, now also, even if you have the Xerah Shava, name of, let's say, Hifzika Inyan, maybe it's not going on the din, that the Xerah Shava is not there to teach me that women are exempt in both cases. Maybe women are chayim in both cases. I, why do I need the Xerah Shava for something else? The image from Xerah Shava, you can ask me what about the Xerah Shava? Me boyle, I need it like we learned in Sechaz Makas. Look at the sign, like we learned in the Braiso. It says, By the Kohanim, Pe'azakonam, Lo Yegalechut. This is a lotion of Giluach. Alright? Giluach is mashma, that you're cutting the hair. You're cutting the hair, and you're, giving, you're shaving. So therefore, let's say a person shaved using scissors. Now, scissors don't cut all the way down to the root. Scissors still leave a little bit of a stubble, right? So I might think that's a violation as well. So therefore, and you might think, that's why it says by the Israelis, Sashchis is mashma, that you're going down to the root. You're going, you're destroying it down to the root. I the if you would have only had losashkes yachol locked up a malaka dvarahitni a malaka dvarahitni are two types of planes so you know the like wooden the carpenters use they're not generally used for cutting hair but let's say you use something and those things could leave a smooth finish it goes down so therefore you have chayiv talmud lomelo yigalech but no it has to be something that you normally do a giluach with it's something that is normally used in the act of shaving hair so haketzah so where is the violation so there. But the giluach, it has to be something that's used for cutting hair, that goes all the way down to the skin. There's only one implement that does that. Zetar, that is a razor. So it's only prohibited with a razor. Now, what defines a razor? Then you have all of these modern machlokas uh, that are going on. This is what the Gezer is for. That's what the Gezer is for. Now, this is what the Gezer is for. Then how do you know to say that is going on every element in the Posit? Maybe it's not going to exclude women from Giluach. And it's not going to exclude women from Giluach by the Kahan. You don't know that you should exclude women from from the din of giluach by uh, by 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 bnei Yisrael. So Mara says no, because if if it's if if you only need it to teach me the din of what type of implement you eat, that's all the zeshava. Is this, that, that you wouldn't have to use the word peas twice? Im kain nichtav kro. The pasuk could have said lo sashchis 
That which is on your beard, don't destroy. Because the word pa'ah is already used in the beginning of the pasuk. It says, don't cut the corner pa'ah's roshchem, and don't shave the corners of your beard. But you don't have to write the word corners a second time, because obviously we're talking about corners, because it used the word corners in the beginning, concerning the corners of your head. So therefore, my pa'ah's kanecha. why does it write the word pa'ah's? Extra, a second time, Pazakanecha, Shmami know that it's coming for an additional drasha, not just to teach me the implement that you're allowed, that you're in violation with. It's coming to tell me that no, there's another drasha here to be made. What else could it be coming to teach me? Must be teaching me the linkage between those Abnos Aaron and over here, that, that Pasuk of Emma Aaron is going on the case of cutting uh, the beard to exempt women by the Kohanim, and also over here by Bnei Yisrael. So says the Okay, so you've explained to me clearly that women are not in violation of Ashkaz Zok and we have this Zerushava, fine. Now what about the Brysa though? The Brysa said specifically that what? That if they grew facial hair, so what's it coming to teach me? For what din? Right? So therefore, in Parshas HaShavua, Amar Mar, Azutra, Lemutomas Nagayim, to teach me that we know that there's different, Saras is different than when it's on the skin, than when it's on the scalp, than when it's on the beard. To teach me that if a woman or a Saris grow a beard, that the din of Nagayim, the din apply completely to there. There's the din of Zakan, uh, Saras of, of the beard and of the hair, they have the same halachas as a man. So Mora says the Chora. So he says Tumas Nagayim Behedyksev. The pasuk says the Isha Isha Kiyevo Nega Berosh of Ezakon. I don't need a uh, a, a Brisa telling me that the beard of a woman has a din of Nega Saras of the, the pasuk says it. Right? Everyone see that. So Mora says Ella Amar Marzutra. Maybe it's not teaching me for the laws of what you do, what, what defines the nega, but maybe the taharas nega, for the purity of nagayim. We find that when, when, when a, a, a mitzorah is going through the purification process, it says he has to cut off all the hair on his body. So therefore, by a man, that means even... How do you know that that would be applicable by a woman as well? The taharas nagayim to tell me that you have to cut off all the hair of, of the body. It means the beard as well. And if it's a woman, also too. Sigmar says that that also doesn't seem to be a chiddish. Taharas nagayim, nami pshita. If you're telling me that the beard of a woman has the din of negat saras of a beard, so why would you think that then when it comes to the tahara problem, Process exempt. that she should be exempt. I'm not. It's came into bas tuma. He said your bas tuma in the gabe nega of the zokon. So bas tahara he then to purification also would require the shaving of the beard completely. Moses says no. We're going back now to the original question. That maybe you had to tell you that if a woman gets a nega in the in the beard, that it's considered like a man. I we asked the question on that lechora. It's in the pasuk. He says no because you could read the pasuk like this. The pasuk could be read like this: isha isha, man or woman. If you have a nega wear in the head or in the beard. But you could have said that the head is referring to the man and the woman. When it talks about the beard, I would have man said it only applies to the man and not the woman. Because women generally don't get beards. Kamash Malan comes along the bride to teach me that what? When it says beard in the pasuk, it's going on woman as well. It's the result. I would have thought that studying that the pasuk is read like broken up. Isha, Isha, Gibo, Nega, 
Barosh or Bezokin. So therefore, uh, that is, uh, yeah, but Nega Barosh, that's going to Isha Isha. And all Bezokin, Hoda Asun Isha, that's only going back on the man. Kamash Malan the Brysa, that it's going on the woman as well. Gentlemen, we'll stop over here. Tomorrow is time. Now they have a Shabbos Gadol.